This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where... We're learning things. Oh my gosh, are we learning? I'm going to go to the Corey News Desk. do 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 what are we learning potentially about the parade tomorrow, Corey? Can I announce this? Oh, or, uh, I guess. Can you, you announce this? I, I just got an email from the Texas Rangers, obviously getting to do the pre and post game show and my big time work for the two whole games in Washington. Were Those amazing. Are key. And my one huge it. game with Jared Sandler where it was like a 45 minute game. But then also your daily baseball nuggets and yeah. your daily Mike likes it, which revolved a lot around the Rangers. But obviously it says that the parade – I have on this email that it'll start at 12.15. Is that 100%? I mean, this is from the Rangers, so I'm assuming 12.15 it says it will start at 12.15. Maybe that's like when everything lines up. Well, we can Maybe. ask. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, it just says that we'd like for – uh, you to be part of the parade. Oh, so love to. I would hear love it. to have like a. I don't know how wireless mics work or stuff like that from that distance from where you guys are at, but they would like for me to be in the parade. Well, another person I know they would like to be part of the parade. It is the voice of the Texas Rangers, Eric Nadell. Good morning, sir. We are world champions. I love a parade. Don't we all, man? <laughs> We've been waiting for this parade forever. Are you excited to maybe sit up on a float and stuff? Yeah, apparently there's going to be a float for the broadcasters and a float for the Ranger Hall of Fame. And uh, I may have to uh, do a timeshare. But uh, really, honestly, I, I, I want to ride with Matt and Jared. Uh, I'm so proud to have worked with them uh, for you know, the time that I spent working this year, proud of the job they did while I was out. And uh, I got to ask Mike, did you sleep at all last night? You were just starting the show. Yeah, and, uh, we all did you get any sleep, Eric, uh, all of us right now, we got to do the show till two o'clock. And then we went we didn't go off the air of the station, but we then were replaced. Uh, I probably slept from about three thirty to seven thirty. So I did get about four hours of sleep. So um needed i'm still excited though i mean this adrenaline rush obviously going and asking you this question eric one how much did you sleep and then two i talked to my father last night a a few minutes after the game was over and he just i'm michael to him and he said michael i just didn't really think the rangers were gonna win a championship on my time here on earth. And I was just wondering those two questions for you. Did you feel like this was going to happen at some point for the Texas Rangers while you were here? And then how did last night go for you? I didn't think it would happen. Um, Certainly during my time on the job, Uh, maybe by the time, you know, I pass on, 
But when Chris Young got hired, uh, and, you know, I've known Chris since 2004. He's one of the few players who I've really stayed in close touch with after he retired as a player. And because he was living in Dallas, you know, most of that time, you know, we would go to lunch and stay in touch. And when he took this job, he said, look, you've got to stick around for at least another few more years because we're going to win this thing, and it's not going to take that long. And wow. I really thought he was just blowing smoke. And I have all the love and respect in the world for Chris, and I know he's one of the most intelligent and creative guys who I have ever met. But I couldn't see how this team could possibly get turned around so quickly. And so, no, I'm with your dad, Mike. Um I, I really didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon, and I certainly didn't think I would ever get to make the final call of a World Series winner. Go ahead. Did you plan it out? Did you think it had to be spontaneous or else it would sound planned? Or did you like, I'm just not going to think about it because we need to win an important ball game? Well, I actually thought about it a lot because I, I went to breakfast yesterday with Levi Weaver from The Athletic. You know, he's writing a piece about this whole thing. And, you know, he asked me about that and he asked me about 2011 and whether I had a call prepared for 2011. And it's really cool. I can talk about 2011 now. Forever. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. People can say David Freeze a hundred times and it doesn't bother me. Um, but I gave it a lot of thought yesterday after I sat down with Levi. Um, I gave it a lot of thought. And the only thing that occurred to me, the only thing I really wanted to say in there was Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. Because that's how I felt all day yesterday was, you know, the whole thing was a dream. We we can't possibly, you know, win this thing. We're the Texas Rangers. We don't win World <laughs> Series. And um, we were so confident that we were going to win last night. Um, all three of us were. And I remember feeling the same way in St. Louis, though. So I was still, I still had, you know, kind of a, a cautionary feel to the whole thing. And in St. Louis, before game six, you know, when we had two chances to win, um, I went out and bought a bottle of champagne. And I put it in the refrigerator in the Cardinals' home radio booth. And I remember telling Mike Shannon and John Rooney, um, whoever wins gets to enjoy the champagne. And so yesterday, uh, Jared texted me and said, do you want me to go to the liquor store and get some champagne? <laughs> And I said, well, that's up to you. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, I did it last time and we didn't, you know, we didn't win. And he said, well, I don't believe in jinxes. He said, I don't know anything about champagne. Just, just give me a couple of brands and I'm going to go and do it. And he was so confident and we, uh, we enjoyed some while we were doing the show last night. When, once Jared got back up to the booth and, we enjoyed quite a bit more the rest of the night. <laughs> I, I don't know if you want or need this kind of feedback, but I can tell you your final call has already been played many, many times on this station. And every single time, whether it's the first time somebody heard it, whether they've heard it for real, several, several times, everybody loves it. We thought it was fantastic. And we had even tried to speculate about what your final call would be. And so I thought it was amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, it was really just so full of emotion. You know, it was really a release. 
And I don't know if it would have been any different if it had been a seat-squirming moment at the end, you know, a nail-biter. Uh, but once Marcus Simeon hit that home run, um, you know, as Vince Catronio used to say on these broadcasts, we were on easy street. Yeah. You know, a 3 nothing lead, yeah, we can blow that. But a 5 nothing lead in the ninth inning, no. we, You know, we've now got this thing. And on the Simeon home run, I jumped out of my seat and threw my arms up in the air, and it's a very low ceiling in our booth. <laughs> And I smashed my hand into uh, the, the glass window, which actually pulls up and hangs on the ceiling. Oh, and no. Fortunately, neither neither my hand or the or the glass got broken, but I almost knocked myself back down into my chair. I know you had a special moment last night uh, around midnight with Jared Sandler, and I was just wondering. Uh, you can kind of talk about that a little bit, but also I just want to know, I've been in the booth with you guys a lot of times and I know how excited Jared can get. How excited <laughs> was he sitting kind of maybe right behind you or beside you during these moments? You know, during the game, um, he was, you know, he's always kind of frantically looking stuff up and coming up with incredible bits of information for us, but he had to go down to the clubhouse level, to the field level, in the top of the eighth inning. That's how Major League Baseball does it in the World Series. There's a there's a line of, of an order of who can get different players, and there are Major League Baseball people who coordinate it. It's not like a regular Ranger game, you know, where we all stay in the booth and the, we, a player gets put on the headset by Rich Rice or one of the Rangers PR people. It's not like that at all. Jared, in order to be in his place in line for the post-game interviews, has to go down there in the top of the eighth. So when he went down there, you know, we had a one nothing lead. And before he left the booth, he, he gave me, during the commercial break after the seventh inning, he gave me a hug. And he said, uh, he said, you've got this, have fun. And uh, went down there. And we were in contact with him once he got down there. He had a, a wireless microphone down there on the field. So we were able to talk to him during the breaks and text back and forth during the last couple of innings of the game. Eric, you uh, you're a legend, and we you know you're the voice of my childhood. Every time I'm driving home from a baseball game, there you were. Uh, when my dad and I would go to practices, there you were on our nights driving home, and you were kind enough to respond to a letter that my friend sent you this year, and uh, she really appreciated that a lot. A lot of legendary things that you've done, and you've also seen a lot of legendary players roll through this organization. And Kevin asked this question last night, and I was just kind of curious what you think about this. How all those Rangers players that have come through this organization, do you think that they they relish this moment just as much as us? I really think they do. Uh, no question about it. You know, not only the guys who played on the World Series teams in 2010 and 2011, but the guys who played during those years of futility, you know, it's like you played major league baseball. Who'd you play for the Texas Rangers? No. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not going to be the case anymore. Um, we're on top of the baseball world. And I, I, I think that's a really good point. I think, you know, all the many guys who played for the Rangers, the hundreds of players, you know, who I've seen, 
uh, I think they're all taking pride in this. I, I got a, just a series of lovely texts from Derek Holland last night after yeah. the game, <laughs> and he's you know so overjoyed, and I'm sure that goes for you know all the rest of the living former Rangers. I was hoping when we talked about all the former players, I could just ask real quick about a former broadcaster when we were talking about the emotions felt with Matt and Jared and you and Corey's talking about our childhood and everything is the voice for a lot of us was you alongside Mark Holtz. Did you, I know it's a busy time. Did you think about him at all as this was all unfolding? And can you tell us about that? I thought about him every day. He never got to do a Ranger playoff game. Um, He went over to TV um, in 1995, and the Rangers didn't have a playoff game until 1996. And then, of course, Mark passed away in 1997. But we were together for 13 years, uh, both as a broadcast team and really close friends. And all through this playoff run, I've thought of him and thought of how much he would have enjoyed this, how much he would have loved it. Um, I've thought about him when I came back to work and started working for the first time with the pitch clock this year. I started thinking how much Holtzy would have loved that because he was he he just loved the game that had rhythm to it. It was really important to him, and he you know he used to talk about he felt like he was almost in a rocking chair, you know, when the game had a good rhythm to it. And uh, so I've thought him thought about him a lot throughout the whole year, and certainly. Um, during this playoff run. And yesterday, again, you know, after having breakfast with Levi and thinking so much about all the years I've had doing this, 45 years, you know, thinking about Holtz, he was certainly foremost. Now, before we let you go, Eric, uh, Kevin and I discuss this very often. I think uh, on a yearly basis, as we get to surprise, we always say, you know, remind ourselves of that moment. You gave us the greatest broadcasting advice <laughs> ever in the history of the world. As uh, we, we were in Peoria, I, I believe, and it was our turn to do the show, and you were packing up your stuff, and you walked off, and you said, "It's all yours. Don't say f." And you walked <laughs> off like a legend. So, thank you very much for that great piece of advice, Eric. And I think we all avoided it last night, as far as I can tell. <laughs> we're still on the air. Yeah. That's a good point, although. <laughs> I, my in my fantasy call, yep, I was like, "We'll it. pay the fines." You're just gonna go. That's right. The Rangers just won the F and World Series, but it's that would have been it, great. It's it's better the way you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was. This ride has been fantastic. We'll be out there for the parade tomorrow, and we appreciate your time, not just right now, but this season and all throughout the years. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. I, I'm so grateful, and I want to thank Ranger fans. Uh, they've been so warm and welcoming to me and welcoming me back this year. Um, I'm just tremendously grateful to the fans and the organization. There you go. Eric yeah. Nadell right here on 105.3 The Fan. You're so happy. Right I now. am because I think as, like, Corey put it, that's who we hear in yeah. our in our lives. Sure. That's who we've heard. And it's the same with Brad Sham. Now, Brad Sham, as far as I know, I know he's got to do it three times. I in 77 that's when i was born so i don't i don't think Brad Chan was part of the cowboys in 77 but i don't know is eric nadell hadn't had that moment he's in the major league baseball hall of fame the broadcaster's wing that's For how being great yes. that's how great he is and he that's that's it that's forever 
whenever you go to some sort of Rangers deal and they play that moment, it's going to be Eric Nadell's voice. And I'm so happy for that because I'm hoping we win more championships. I'm hoping Nadell gets to say it again yeah. or Matt Hicks or Jared Sandler, whoever it is. But it just it's more special, I think, to Ranger fans that that final call is Eric Nadell's final call. There are, uh, by the way, there's Bill Mercer, Vern Lundquist, Frank Gleiber, and Vern Lundquist. Brad Sham in the eight in eighty four is when he okay. Took so that. he got ninety two three and five. But here, here's one thing that I'd just like to share about this because both Brad and Eric came to speak at my UNT classes yep. when I was at uh, Go Mean Green, by the way, and they. It's amazing how much they admire each other. Uh, Brad is just like, he's like, Eric Nadell's the best I've ever heard. And he just goes on about how great he is at describing, giving you the details, you know, of what it's that line, Kevin, about the, the cuff of his undershirt sticking yeah. out from underneath yeah. his sleeve. And like those little things, the way the, the, the lights are laying on the ground, he paints the picture so well. And it's, it's really interesting to see how broadcasters like that here in DFW just have such great respect for what the other does. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.